market than any year before and interest rates are on the rise. Hey, Consumer News Today is the real estate market in for another month. Refinancing is at an all-time high. How can you determine if a refi is the right option for you? When you need the facts, you need to go to the source. And now, from Eastern Montana's number one mortgage lender, it's the Montana Mortgage Show. And welcome to the Montana Mortgage Show. I am your host, Angel Viren, and I am sitting here with Kyle and Tucker, as always. Hi, Hi guys. Hi, everybody. Hey, Angel. We also have another special guest in the house today, Belinda Osborne. Yeah. Hello. Full studio today. <laughs> Full yeah. studio. More um, expertise. Like there we go. Like oh, and Belinda's absolutely amazing. She's a wealth of knowledge. Oh, gosh. So. It's just another person to make you and I feel so stupid. Kyle and I are a wealth of ignorance <laughs> when it comes to uh, the mortgage industry. Yeah, so, so, it's perfect. So, so you balance us right now. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> a wealth of ignorance. I got to remember that like one. That? That's a new one. Yeah. yeah, that's great. So what do we got going on? So we've talked about um, qualifying, who should buy a house, who probably should continue to rent. Right. Um, we've also talked about income and assets and credit and, and kind of the meat and the bones of getting pre-qualified and, and what you need to do to get a loan. But we haven't really talked about property types. No. And property yeah. types are extremely important um, because if you apply for a certain loan, only certain loans will um, be allowed for, for certain properties. So like rural development will not loan on a manufactured home oh, unless sure. the manufactured home is brand new never lived in right. mm. so if you're lucky to come across a brand new never lived in manufactured home then you could potentially get rd financing on that but rd will not finance any other manufactured home so it's important to understand the type of properties that you're looking for um, if you are looking, if you're pre-qualified for like an FHA loan or, or something like that, then they're going to have a little bit higher of standards as far as the quality of the house um, and things that need to be um, addressed, such as peeling paint and things like that, versus conventional. Conventional doesn't have those kinds of guidelines. So if you're looking for a, a house that's a fixer-upper and, and things like that, um, then that's important to know because that will help us qualify you for the particular program that you can then turn around and use to buy that home. We've wow. been waiting like two solid weeks to get the answer on this whole <laughs> <laughs> patio <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah, that's home right. Deal. I forgot about Don't that. Don't think I forgot about that. <laughs> I totally forgot. I've been wrestling with it for two straight weeks, <laughs> night in, night out. And you didn't Google it. <laughs> Waking up in cold sweats, man, it's been tough. <laughs> oh, man. And I didn't even... And you have my cell phone. You could have texted know, me. You could have been like, have. okay, Angel, this is too much. Come on, you put me off another week. <laughs> now what is this, man? I think, honestly, we should just tease him one more week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. Stay, the one, stay the tuned for next week. one new person in the studio, and she's just already <laughs> prodding Just the... jabbing a little. <laughs> uh, yeah. Belinda brings the sass, for sure. <laughs> oh, I Always. Always. Uh, <laughs> Somebody's got to. So, um, but it's also important too because if you are qualified for um, a particular loan or something and you are looking at manufactured homes and the lender that we have you approved with, only a certain amount of lenders will even lend on a manufactured home. Right. And then there's specifics that go along with the manufactured home, which we'll touch on um, in a little bit. I'm going to, that's one of the reasons why I brought Belinda in because she is so, she's just, she's just, her, um, depth of knowledge as far as 
types of homes and um, the the qualifications on getting them financed and what I mean she's ran into everything in the industry earth firm homes single wides uh, you name it she's ran into it and she's either financed it or explained why it can't be financed boom there you so, go mm-hmm. talk about an intro like no other oh my gosh holy cow <laughs> why don't you real quick because that was a fantastic mm-hmm. introduction why don't you first tell our listeners exactly what you do do at key, do do what you do <laughs> at Keystone kind of like how long you've been there and all of that since this is kind of your first show on the Montana Mortgage oh, Show. Okay. Um, well, my name is Belinda Osborne, and I'm a loan originator. I'm sorry. But hey, it's my first time. you got to get into the mic. <laughs> there you go. Back to our old radio <laughs> days, okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've been with Keystone for five years, uh, actually a little over five years. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of started at the very beginning with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, so... And I have done all facets of mortgages. I've actually started in new construction. Oh, wow. um, I've been on the real estate side, so I, am, I know what the realtors do on that side. And now I'm back into residential again. So I've been doing residential for about 10 years I'm in the mortgage field for 20. And she's worked for everybody. She's worked for <laughs> banks. She's worked for, um, I was the first broker that she yeah. worked for, but she's worked for credit unions, banks, banks. builders, wow. you name it. She's that's worked awesome. for them. So Everyone in between. That's why I say her, her depth of knowledge yeah. is tremendous for sure. So uh, that's just a little bit of a background for me yeah. and um, everything like that. And what I really love about Keystone is we have such a diversity of mortgages and we're able to do all types of homes and types of mortgages and types of, you know, credit and things like that. Right. Yeah. So. Which is just mm-hmm. key, uh, of course, to everything. Well, now. it gives us that flexibility and we're always moving and growing <laughs> and looking f- to bring on new pro- programs, products um, to expand. Right. Mm-hmm. So what do we need to learn today, Angel, um, about properties and, and all the different mm-hmm. finance options that people need to know? So, um, well, one of the major things that, that we wanted to talk about was the different types of properties. So, um, and Belinda chime in if I leave mm-hmm. anything off, but um, so you're going to have your regular stick built homes, um, which are also AKA sometimes called patio homes. Oh. Patio homes is just a fancy term for like a town home or something like that. Mm-hmm. They might have a little bit more common areas, but they're not a condo. Right. Um, so they actually, on a patio home, they're set up like a condo, but you actually own the footprint underneath the home, where on a condo you don't. Mm-hmm. You just own walls in. So that's the biggest thing uh, um, between those. So you have your stick belts, you have your patios. Your townhomes. You have your townhomes, which um, townhomes are typically built in a row. So you might have like 10 units in the project, but you own the footprint underneath and stuff like that. Um, and you are responsible for a little bit more than you're responsible for than on a condo. Um, on a condo, condos are really difficult they can be very to tricky. finance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um there's a lot of regulations mm-hmm. and depending on the program that's the other thing we need to know if it, you're going to purchase a condo we need to know that because there's certain programs that are much more difficult and we have to research and make sure that condo will fall into those guidelines for it freddie mm-hmm. mac fannie mae yeah. has their own rules Marlo's as far mm-hmm. as um so what will pass for a condo and fha and va also do mm-hmm. so, so forgive me if this is a rabbit trail but um i've always heard that a condo in order to buy one is a, is one of the worst investments for um, real estate. Is that like as far as equity and and so forth? Is that true or is that I, not? Or? I think it depends on the condo and where the okay. the, the, the situ- where you're buying at. Um, what's what your lifestyle is looking at? I don't 
I, I think that was something in the past. I honestly okay. think the future is different. Um, people mm -hmm. are looking at smaller living square. That, that's true. Living They're looking at smaller spaces, but they also don't want the maintenance. The maintenance right. on them. Mm, right. So I think, you know, yeah, that's a mindset of maybe 10, 15, 20 okay. years ago. Sure. But I don't, I, I, a lot of people have been talking to do want the m lower maintenance free. And You're very I right. It's more mm -hmm. mainstream now. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, it, I think it sure. also depends on your lifestyle. area and your mm -hmm. lifestyle. If you live in Lindsay, Montana, which is <laughs> like a teeny tiny little <laughs> remote town that of farmers and stuff. <laughs> You put condos out there, yeah, and they're going right. to look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, you put yeah, them in the middle of downtown Billings, and you have the shopping and everything else. You have more of the city feel that people are okay with condos that live in a city. They don't want the maintenance. They don't want the yard. Mm -hmm. They don't want any of that kind of stuff. They just want a nice place to go look at, uh, to go live in. Right. Um, and some of those condos have really, I just financed one um, that, condos in this particular building because the building is so nice and it has so many amenities condos only come up for sale maybe once every 10 mm -hmm. to 15 years wow. and so my client actually just bought one of those and and it's a beautiful space mm -hmm. what's so the, what's the difference between a condo and an apartment not much. much. <laughs> you <laughs> all, you, you actually own walls in. Oh, okay. So uh, on an apartment, you have apartment manager. Somebody else owns the space. Right, you're renting it. Um, you're renting and you're it. renting it. Um, and so you can't change walls. You can't paint. You can't put in new carpet. You can't do any of that kind of well, stuff. Some like bigger cities, you can buy like apartments though, you right? Can. Or would those technically be condos? Uh, it just depends on how their covenants and restrictions and everything are set up. Mm -hmm. um, and that's another big thing, especially in Montana, when condos were started to become a thing. Um, a lot of the builders in Montana didn't understand how to structure uh, the, the legal requirements for Fannie, Freddie, or FHA, or VA to finance them. Mm. So... Um, so it, it's very important to have the proper information um, and have them zoned correctly, mm. have the proper covenants and restrictions. The other big thing on condo is um, the ownership ratio. Do you yeah. want to explain the ownership ratio? Yeah, um, well, th there can be condos. Let's say there's 10 of them in there, and, you know, there's six renters and four um, people that actually own them. Mm -hmm. That can be an issue. Um, there has to be an occupancy ratio. They want... I believe it's 51%. Is that, mm. That's what owner I was thinking. Occupied. Yeah, owner-occupied. Really? So if there's all renters and only a couple that people own, that's very difficult to um, be able to lend on because the lender's looking at it. It's more of a rental type property sure. you know yeah. there's mm -hmm. no ownership and you don't you take more pride when you own something mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. of the time mm -hmm. right so right. that's another thing they're looking at absolutely mm -hmm. that makes total sense so that's actually so my, my wife and i live in a condo mm -hmm. and we rent it and uh half of the subdivision is probably rented and the other half is probably owned mm -hmm. um in fact our building and it just we live depends on the it uh, depends on the units in the building not yeah. the whole subdivision okay but it depends right. on the units in the building well, we live in a three-unit condo, mm -hmm. and two of them are owned. We're mm -hmm. the only renters. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so you'd yeah. be fine. You'd, you'd be, be at yeah. a 66%. So you could buy that. What if there's a two-condo unit condo, and you live in one, you rent the other one out? That's like 50-50. It's not quite 51 Do you own the whole building? Yeah. So if you own the whole building, then you, you own, own the both, whole, both sides. spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you have a so renter in the other side. Yeah, but they're renting from you. Gotcha. you it's owner-occupied. The sense, whole entire yeah. building is owner-occupied, considered owner-occupied at that point. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. huh. And the other thing w uh, 
people run into a lot of the townhomes like she was going over on the townhomes and the duplexes and stuff it was easier at the time it was probably in the 90s um, they actually subdivided those into condos and they're not they actually because they own the, the property underneath oh, and so right. that's why we're running into some of our issues with these because they're not truly condos yeah and so they went in and tra- changed the the name not that they didn't change the paperwork they just changed the name, the name. that says townhomes on them mm-hmm. so then you go in and you get your paperwork and it's like an eighth of an ownership and things like that oh, so I see. Mm-hmm. Seems so very muddy. Yeah. Common areas yeah. and areas stuff, and like, stuff that. like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, townhomes typically do not have any common areas. No. no. So those are things you have to look at. So when people do bring in a condo, the very first thing I ask is for the covenants is all of the legal work to see where we're at because, and then w- what type of program mm-hmm. we're putting them in. Because if it's FHA, it's it's a, a whole nother step that we have to do sure. and VA as well. Uh, well, and um, if it's FHA, they have to. There's the actually. Condo uh, list. Approve condo list. list. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll actually approve them, um, but those expire and stuff too because they also want to see how the HOA is being ran. Because if sure. the HOA is yep. being ran into the ground, they're not going to lend on it Mm-mm. because um, the HOA is very important because that is the maintenance for the exterior of the building. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, any of the common ways, um, <laughs> any of <Shout> the um, <laughs> <laughs> the roof and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. if those kinds of things are not going to be maintained, that's something a, a lender looks at too. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. So there is a lot. There's a there lot, lot there. To them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I ha- I have to say I run. I don't when I see a uh-huh. <laughs> when we see a condo, we're it's like, like oh. oh hey Holly. Yeah. So right. <laughs> That's funny. So what are you doing today? In yeah. order to be financeable, those are called warrantable condos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also financing programs for non-warrantable condos. And non-warrantable condos are basically anything that doesn't fit into those criteria (laughs) that we had just talked about. Mm. So they're still financeable, but lenders will require at least 25% down typically on a non-warrantable condo. Wow, it's pretty Mm -hmm. thick. Well, I feel like this is very pertinent because there's a lot of people, I believe, moving into townhome, condo, Mm -hmm. you know, situation and buying, not just renting. Right. Right. They're literally buying. Mm. So like it's a very I mean I I totally understand it because I'm coming to the point of my you know life that I'm like I wouldn't mind downsizing and having less work to do and coming home and not have to do yard work and all that Mm -hmm. stuff so and I do think that it is I do think it's on the horizon for us to I'm just gonna get our astroturf (laughs) (laughs) I love your house you're just gonna get astroturf (laughs) (laughs) no maintenance at that point (laughs) I've got several friends though I got several friends though their their kids have you know they're in college Mm -hmm. now and the nest is empty Mm -hmm. and they're like you know what we just moved into an apartment I have a good friend that just did that mm-hmm. with her and her husband you know mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. own it they sold their home they yeah. had a beautiful home and they're just living in an apartment as happy as can be so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah there's something to be said for simplicity for sure i agree definitely yeah, yeah. so yeah so very I, interesting you know, it, you know i think it's just it's your personal choice though right and i'm not going to tell someone they don't want to get a condo right <laughs> right yeah. so so stick built is pretty um pretty you know, it's self-explanatory. It's just yeah. a stick-built home. We talked about condos. We talked about townhomes, and patio homes. And I wanted to bring up modular. because So, yeah, go. that's where yeah. I was going. Modular <laughs> and manufactured. 
Um, did we did we discuss what the difference was, or no, did I no, leave you, you guys were leaving? Us. You left us on. I've been waiting through this whole I episode a, for the I same. I took a guess Huge. because I thought I knew, but I, I was wrong. The same. same. Right. We haven't been Google. I haven't Googled it. So. I thought they're the same. Well, I appreciate I that you guys haven't Googled we it. Haven't, I haven't Googled it. I think most people think they're the same. Yeah. I've had people that have lived in manu- lived in a manufactured home. They bought it. They lived in it, and they swore up and down. Like I was sitting in it, and I'm like, this is a manufactured <laughs> home, and they. Literally, basically, <laughs> short of yelling at me that it was a modular, it's not a manufactured, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna argue with you. <laughs> well, is, <laughs> I, yeah. I just do this for a living. Is, but mo- <laughs> is modular more sexy than manufactured? Is that very like a thing? much so? <laughs> really, we love modular. All right, <laughs> educate us. I like so modular. Ready. I think what's really funny is I had just a deal I just closed, and then mm-hmm. we did a refinance. They thought it was a manufactured home. Okay. It, the problem was is I only had a couple lenders I could use, and what that does is it ups the rate. It changes the type of program you can use. And in my gut, I was like, this is not a manufactured. It also will limit you. If you have a manufactured, there are certain guidelines. If you ever want to take cash out, mm-hmm. if you try to take cash out on a manufactured home on a conventional program, you're limited to 60% mm-hmm. LTV and a 20-year amortization. Mm-hmm. If you want to go... FHA, that's fine. You can do the max financing on FHA. However, FHA comes with the upfront mortgage insurance and the monthly mortgage insurance, which isn't as, as attractive of an offer no. right. especially as if you're, especially conventional. Especially if you're below where you're not going to have mortgage yeah. insurance. Right. right. So uh, we just kept talking and talking, and they had a appraisal done. And I was like, first of all, when I saw When they the bought it. Yeah, mm-hmm. when they had it done and everything. And everybody, even their realtor, told me it was a manufacturer. <laughs> okay. So it's a common <laughs> issue. It's a common mistake. Okay. And I was looking at, I looked at their title report, and I, I was looking, I was like, I, this is this is a modular. I'm pretty sure of it. And sure enough, I got the um, appraisal, looked through it, and I'm, I called them. I said, this is a modular. We're going to go conventional. This is, mm-hmm. we're just take everything off that you thought you knew, and we're, yeah. not, do, we're not going that so way. So what is the difference? Yeah, then? for the love of everything holy, <laughs> yeah. please just answer. Still don't, I still don't understand. <laughs> patio home, modular, no. manufacturer. Well, patio homes can be a stick-built manufacturer right. or modular. Kay. Patio mm. home has to deal with your covenants and restrictions and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. So the biggest difference between a modular and a manufactured <laughs> is right here. Modular is built to stick-built specifications. Modulars are basically pre-built somewhere else. They have have to go from wherever they're at onto the site, onto a foundation. Mm. Manufactured homes are built on a steel foundation um, or a steel, steel frame. A, a steel frame. Put on dirt. And you can move that multiple times, mm. and it's not built to to, to specifications. HUD specifications mm. for a stick-built home. That's manufactured. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you'll hear it a lot. Um, a lot of people will call it a modular. I mean, mm-hmm. when they're right. when, when they're they when they're looking at um, yeah. um, a mobile home or whatever, and they're like, they oh, kind of use those, those words they, they just, intermittently. And I see it all the time, even with realtors. Like I said, mm-hmm. they, they it, and sometimes they're very difficult to see. Some some modulars look, you know, very stick built. Some of them do have the, just the A frame, you know, right, the, right, right. just the the regular, and they look like a manufacturer, but it's totally on how they're being built. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And the every single modular or manufacturer will have what's called a HUD 
plate, which will differentiate the difference between a modular and a manufactured. So that, that HUD plate and that paperwork will differentiate the way that it was built. So it'll either be built to modular specifications, which mm. are stick built, which means we can use any program across the board, any lender, any like anybody will finance it just the same as a stick built. But if it's manufactured, it limits our pool from 48 lenders that will lend on it to about six. Yeah. So. Wow. so manufactured is like all the foundation is with the unit. So you can move right. it anywhere. It just you can sits move on it top multiple of times. dirt. Right. It, well, you can put it on to cinder blocks. You yeah. can put it on the dirt. You can yeah. do whatever you want with it. Not necessarily I wouldn't set it on the really. dirt because you really won't be able to get the piping underneath for your yeah. plumbing and your heating <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But mm. do what you want, you Got know? You. But okay, if I build so a home now. I know. So now <laughs> that we on dirt, Tucker. No now dirt. that we've talked about <laughs> the the difference, those are that's the major differences. But there are major. If you do have a yeah. manufactured home, there are major things that you need to make sure um, that it complies with in order to be able to be financeable. And Belinda can go through those because she's fantastic. I have one question before you do that. So you know, like Big Sky Homes over on East Laurel yeah. and those places there. So are those are modular homes then? Are they, those sell they, they sell both. They sell both of those. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And you literally just have to look at like the title and of I that think Big to Sky tell you how it was built or mm -hmm. like yeah. to be you, able to know. They'll know. Yeah. They'll know. They're gonna they'll, they're, they'll know. and they'll direct you. And there's a big difference in price range from modular to a manufacturer. Well, you're talking about mm. two by six construction yeah, versus two by four construction sure. and stuff too. Right. Yeah. So right. yeah. there's and a lot more that goes mm -hmm. into the modular to make them stick built, basically. Mm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was just curious. So Please continue. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I think the biggest thing is, is um, on a manufacturer, if you're going to finance one, it does have to be on a foundation. And it has to be a HUD specification type of foundation. Like if you're going to finance one. Mm -hmm. okay. Like if you're going to purchase one or, right, or right, right. refinancing. Right. And you want to make sure that it's on some sort of foundation that is um, approved by um, HUD. And there's several. I mean, it can be a beam and post. It can be just. A, a, it can be a full basement. I mean, it can be a magnum, magnum, ma magnum, magnum foundation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, all those type of things, and it, they'll know once it. You know, if it's if it's done by an engineer, so you're, we're going to know if it's going to qualify for that. So that's mm. the big thing. So Kay. you're going to have to get an engineer's certification to make sure that it meets mm -hmm. basically lending guidelines, and there's conventional guidelines which you know, are it less stringent yeah. as VA or FHA um, guidelines are. So uh, it, I always tell people, if you're going to put a foundation under it, put an FHA foundation on there. It, it might cost another $2,000, but you're going to open up the pool, your buying pool, tremendously for somebody who could go conventional mm -hmm. versus FHA. Are and trailers so considered manufactured? Yes. Yes. They are. yes. Gotcha. Mobiles, trailers, manufactured. All of those are in gotcha. one group. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Yep. Okay. Just and people call them all different things, just right. depending on your era. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what neighborhood here in Billings, Montana, has modulars? Um, Is it like the Monad area? Uh, what the Monad area has some, but also um, right there off Sacagawea, there's a bunch of modulars. Okay. That whole like when you're pulling into. Um, when you, when you pull off onto, I can't remember what that one main road is, but you can pull into like, you're going to the jo Josephine crossing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that yeah, yeah. first one on the first road on the left oh. is Sacagawea. Yeah. That whole thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Those dark brownish. Let me really mess like with houses. your mind right now. They are patio homes that are modulars. Gotcha. So They're the other option would be a patio home that's a stick, stick build. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
But I actually knew that I actually knew uh, the gal who set up a bunch of those and she sold them as patio homes, but they were actually modulars that Mm. she brought in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So there is a difference. A patio home can be a modular? (laughs) No, it can. Patio home has to do with your covenants and restrictions and the subdivision. She sold them as patio homes. They were patio homes because of the way that the subdivision was set up as patio homes because they had shared driveways and things like that. Yeah. But she actually had them built off off, uh, site and put onto the foundations. But not all modulars can be built in just any subdivision either. Right. There is covenants and restrictions on Mm -hmm. what can be put in the subdivision. Modulars can be really nice. Yes. There's nice nice. old developments. Yep. Josephine's a stick build all. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So those are some of the, the major things. Is I the don't foundation. think that's common knowledge out there. This is, <laughs> this is powering not stuff. common. Not, yeah. No. Yeah. This is good so to know all. when you're out home shopping because, mm-hmm. I mean, we just might pick out something in our price range that is like mm-hmm. <laughs> it turns out to be a modular, not a stick build. Yeah. Yeah, you but know? that's fine because modular and stick built are treated the exact exact same. same Now, if you picked out a manufactured, Manufactured, that's where it could be an issue. Is it a, can you tell pretty easily manufactured? uh, Sometimes. Sometimes. But not always. Mm -hmm. Like the one I just did the refinance on, to be honest, it did look like a manufactured home. Mm -hmm. What are retirement homes are kind of both? Not homes, but you know the retirement communities, like the one off of Central and Shiloh over there? Oh, yeah. I'm unfamiliar I'm with that. I'm not very familiar with that I know what you're area. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. It's like a retirement community. They're really, community. really nice places. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So th- those are that's the big thing is the foundation. Gotcha. So we need to make sure they have that. The other thing is the square footage. Um, we only have a couple of people that finance single wides. And single really? wides. Mm-hmm. And they're... <laughs> 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 they have their own set of rules I'm and sure. restrictions. Oh. Single wide's a trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so that's a manufactured mobile mm-hmm. trailer. Yeah, <laughs> manufactured mobile trailer. I know trailer. where those are. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen those. Because yeah. <laughs> so, you have out. single wides, double wides, wides and triple, triple wides. Right. Double wide, triple wides, like the Cadillac of trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, right? Yeah. Like, like you're you the man on the block. In the trailer park. And those are some really nice ones. They are. If you've been to the home show, I was like, holy smokes. I may just sell my stuff. Interesting. <laughs> but when they go to sell, I mean, the, the that value, may be moved. The va- okay, that's the other thing, is your value is much lower with a manufactured okay. home. Yeah. The reason is, is because of the financing. There's oh. not as many lenders that finance them. And if you think about it, too, your borrowing pool is a lot smaller because so there is a stigma with sure. trailers, Absolutely. manufactured mobile homes. And also the, the guidelines are a lot of times harder. I mean, just because we qualify someone for $200,000, they may n- they may qualify fine for modular stick build, condo, whatever, but they may not qualify for a manufactured no. home. Right. At 200 At yeah. 200 just because um, the restrictions, the restrictions are so much higher. So manufactured may depreciate instead of yes. appreciate over five years. If it's, a t- if it's attached to real estate, mm. It could appreciate. It could. It it usually appreciates. Is it going to appreciate like the stick-built house it's next to? Absolutely not. But if it's just parked in a rented land... Then it, yeah, if it's if it's in a, a trailer park or something like that, it's, it's going yeah. to depreciate. It's, yeah. depreciate. it's just like a car; uh, it has yeah. a title and everything, That's just like a car. As soon as you take mm-hmm. it off of the lot, it yeah, it's starting mm-hmm. to go down. So what else is required? <laughs> we went over the Dang. foundation and the engineers, sir. Okay, and so and the, the size. Yep. The other thing is, is 
um, when it's on, you know, it has to be on its own piece of land. Okay. And we have to have it detitled. And what that means, it's actually titled as real property at that point. The manufactured home and the land, they go through a process where they detitle it, not so that it's all under one tax code. Mm -hmm. So they kind of merge the two. Merge them together. Mm -hmm. And that's what they call, they actually call it chattel. (laughs) They call it what? Chattel. Chattel. Like cattle. Talk about some lingo (laughs) in the industry. (laughs) And in Montana, you have to file an MV-72 in order to make that happen. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's just a given. (laughs) That's a given. No, duh. So when all of those happens, that's when it becomes real property. Because when we would pull it up, if it's a new home, Uh um, they might have bought it. And now we have... It's being um, taxed just like a vehicle almost. Really? really? Yeah. It really, really falls it. under guidelines yes. like that. Mm-hmm. And, t- and then you have your land that's separate. So th- you have two different tax codes at that time. So mm-hmm. at that point, we go through the title. Put it all under and one. And we put it all under one. Interesting. And sometimes it's done and sometimes it's not. Uh, I would say 50-50. I, don't mm-hmm. you think? Yeah, it's probably about 50-50. But doesn't it have it. to be done in order to be financed? It has to be done yes. before Go we can close. close. Okay. Yep. And we've done a lot of details. A lot of detitlement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really, really common in um, smaller communities. They're not detitled. They just, mm-hmm. you know, they, sure. they, they just never felt the need for it. Um, the other thing is square footage. Um, on a single wide, you can't ha- be below 1,200 square feet mm. and 1,400 on a double wide. Okay. So yeah, that's the other thing we're going to take a look at. Look at. Um, now, why is that? That seems so weird. Like, well, well who cares how big it anytime, is? Anytime. So, anytime, any, because there, there's a lot of um, strange rules that we have to abide by, especially on on certain products and programs. But anytime there's a mortgage rule, it is devised because of risk. Yeah. So, what they do is they take these large pools of loans that have foreclosed. And they look at common denominators. Gotcha. And then they take those common denominators and either make rules or completely outlaw lending on things like that. Mm. So one of the things is, and they also look at resale. So if they foreclose on a property, just say like they foreclose on this single wide that, um, that is only 760 square feet, which is tiny. Right. But say they foreclose on that and they it takes them three years to resell it because somebody who wants to actually live in a single wide that's only 760 square feet, it's going to take them forever to find somebody um, for that's that particular property. Um, but it also the bu- buying pool is a, the buying pool is a lot smaller for manufactured homes, regardless because right. yeah. peop- because people are like I want to buy a home, I don't want to buy a trailer. Yeah, yeah. and sense. there's that that stigma Makes that sense. has come with them. So that's why they've put rules so anytime there's a mortgage rule a mortgage guideline just think of the fact that they analyzed they're looking, they're a pool looking at the default right they analyzed a pool of de- defaults and they made rules based on those defaults and being able to resell that property so if they loaned a hundred thousand dollars but it took them three years to resell that property oh, yeah. and they could only resell it for sixty thousand that's a huge risk. Big, that's and they're time. not going to do so it they, anymore. That, they ch- they Makes know, perfect yeah, sense. They're going to change the guidelines. Very so that's the other thing to keep in mind. So, you know, those are things when they're going out and looking. If they're really wanting to do a manufactured home, they need to know right up front. These are the things that are going to be in place. This right. is what we're going to need. Right. Um, the other thing is it can't be any older than 1976 July. 
June. Oh, June. Sorry. See? All right. One of the June <laughs> months. Hey, I knew. At 50 50 yeah, January, February. She's being, conser <laughs> she's <laughs> being right. conservative and she's just saying July. <laughs> just, July. Just, just in case. He's, I would yeah. rather go that way than the other way. <laughs> I think it's like June. some weird date, like June 15th or 16th. It's a weird really? something. Yeah. Weird. 1976? Yeah, yeah because that's when HUD changed the rules on how they they have to construct manufacturers. Yeah. Now, a uh, little piece of trivia that Belinda may or may not know. Oh, ah. boy. VA does not have a rule guideline for age of the manufactured. Oh, I did kind of know that. So a vet could yeah. finance a manufactured home from 1975. It would right. be okay. If you can find a lender. Right. If you can find okay. a lender that would take it and everything like that. But VA yeah. specifically does not have that rule. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the other thing to keep in mind is making sure, you know, how old that manufactured home yeah. is. So... Wow. So, yeah. so it, I, I mean, I'm not going to say it's more complex to buy a manufactured or a modular oh, it is. home. It's definitely, it's definitely more complex. complex. It is. And it's, it's more costly because, like I said, you need the engineer report. Every single manufacturer is going to need an engineer report. Wow. And, and if the original seller has it, great. We can use it. We can use it. But if they don't, then we have to get a new one. And that's one. Three mm. 350 to $500 extra. Mm. And or and if they had one before and something's been altered, yeah, mm -hmm. then we have to get a new and one. brand new. And the other thing to keep in mind is um, appraisals on them. They're, they're a little bit more tricky and more because sure. they're a little more complicated. There's more forms that the appraiser has to fill out. And then th going on the appraisal piece, um, say you have a, a manufactured home and you have a stick-built home right next to it and the stick-built home just sold for 200000 uh -huh. You cannot, it does not use matter, you no. cannot use that as a comp because it's a stick-built home versus a manufactured. Wow. Have you ever ran into that? <laughs> yes, yes. That's and people crazy. are like, oh, well, the house next door is sold. And so I look up that house. I'm like, it's a stick-built house. Yours is manufactured. Wow. You cannot use a, uh, a stick-built home as a comp to a manufacturer. Mm. That a, it's just not. That's a huge thing to know, though, yeah. especially if you're going in and you could possibly resell. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a huge thing to know. Right. So I think for our listeners, like, to boil it all down, most people's perception is that a modular or manufactured home be a good starter home. It's mm -hmm. cheaper and mm -hmm. it costs less, which overall not it may. Modular. Not modular. Manufactured. Manufactured. <laughs> right. Manufactured costs, <laughs> costs less, but in reality it may not. It actually. may not. It may the interest rate is higher, like she mentioned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the down payment can be I, higher. But I don't want to tell people. I mean, because yeah. everybody has other reasons. A lot of times sure. these manufacturers are on larger lots gotcha. people people want you know room for their animals and right. they want to be beautiful manufacturers yes, out absolutely. there absolutely mm -hmm. and we finance but them all day long right. and i yeah and i don't think there's anything wrong with them mm -hmm. i just think they need to make sure they understand gotcha. what they're doing and right. what they're getting into and mm -hmm. if that makes makes well, sense well and to they them. also need to understand the resale mm -hmm. because if you take a pool of buyers and you have 100 buyers maybe only 30 of them might be, be open to look. even look at a manufactured home where the other ones um, that in that that because they were built so poorly way back in the day they got a really bad rap as mm. far as being built poorly so then a lot of people have shied away from them and they don't think they're built as well well you know, things have come a long ways, mm -hmm. and I think that they're building them a lot nicer. Like Belinda said at the home show, there were some beautiful manufactured homes. Oh, just I've absolutely seen gorgeous amazing. Ones. You almost would never know. Right. No. Yeah. So, but it, it, and so the key to it is to make sure you meet with a lender and say, okay, I'm interested in buying a manufactured home. What are the pros? What are the cons? And what should I do to make sure that this home 
is resellable. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Because right. if you don't do it correctly and you go to resell it and then what you find bummer. out you can't sell it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be terrible. That's a bummer. What yeah. a bummer. But another thing that, um, that Belinda hasn't mentioned, which is a huge, huge, huge rule, is the two-move rule. Oh, yeah, the two-move. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you Just add another guideline yeah. and rule on top you of You cannot it. move the, the manufactured home. It cannot be moved more than t- um, once. So it has to go from that lot you purchased that yeah. to your property to directly property. to yeah. that property. Mm-hmm. If it has been moved more than that, it's very very difficult. We do we do have a lender, a lender, <laughs> one, one lender, and it's, one lender. It's very very difficult, and it's more money down. It's a higher interest rate and everything because it's completely risk based. And people ask me why. Who's gonna? No one's going to be able. Well, because once they move it, I yeah. mean, y- you know, it's a manufactured home. It could, b- it could been um, if it destructed. You know, yeah. what, mm. what am the I structural to integrity show? could yeah. be yeah. compromised. Absolutely. Yes, that's what I was trying yes. to get. Yes, <laughs> which makes sense if it's moved too much. So, well, and yeah, here's guess, the other, here's the other thing too. When it moves from the manufactured to wherever you're putting it, usually the manufactured's the one that moves it and does all it's that all stuff, and they're certified, mm-hmm. they're bonded. So they're that's insured. not considered a move. So that gotcha. is considered the first, first move. move. So then gotcha. if you go and you set it here and then you take that and you go set it somewhere else, who knows who, who moved it, it from, from that first right. place to the second Makes place. perfect sense. It could have been, you know, mm-hmm. Joe Blow right. on the back of his fifth wheel that mm. he borrowed right. from somebody. And who knows what the, in- the structural integrity of that home is. Yeah. So that is, um, uh, that's a big thing that the secondary There's lenders all across the board will, will not, not finance will it not if it's moved That twice. happens when someone buys a manufacturer and they're waiting to buy a piece of property yep. probably. So they have to uh-huh. move it. So they might move it into a trailer park until yeah. they get that paid off and then they're like all right now that we have this paid off now we can nope. get a loan for the land and go marry it onto the land and, and so it's do a big the no land first do the land first and it's then buy know. or sell that trailer that's in the trailer park and buy a brand, brand new, new one, one and go put it on, on the yeah you know but if you move that again you might be able to afford that you might be able to do that because you have the equity and everything but now you it goes back to that resale value that you're, i was talking about to maybe five or ten yeah. So out of that, out of that, that 30. That, yeah. Oh, wow. Out of that, that those 30 buyers, um, you might reduce yourself down to maybe five yeah. because you're talking about 25. a 30% to okay. 25 to 30% down. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a, a six and a half to 9% interest rate, depending on what your credit score is and things like that. So you, and that's just not attractive for somebody, especially if somebody has 30% to put down, that's not attractive to right. them. They're no, gonna, not so they're going to go a different Your route. resale value is crap because then that person, once they find out it's been moved twice and that all the restrictions they have to go through, then they have to think of okay if i buy this what is my chances of being able to resell it too yeah very so. very slim so mm-hmm. wow so what what is a manufacturer and a modular hmm. <laughs> just throw a lot of information on i know i'm trying I'll, to go I'll, back I'll and I'll dig into it, it. Yeah. all right oh. go ahead so go the, ahead. the yeah. manufacturer is uh essentially a trailer you know it's manufactured mm-hmm. and then it's moved onto whatever they want to put it on mm-hmm. cinder blocks dirt <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. The uh, modular. the modular is built to specification with the foundation meeting the guidelines and the covenants. And it has to go right. straight onto the foundation. It goes straight onto the foundation. Mm-hmm. It's not moved good, after buddy. that. And it's, and it's not built on a steel frame where manufacturers are. Are you going to be able to sleep are. now? 
Yeah, way better. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have visions of manufactured homes dancing in his head. <laughs> I was here like 45 minutes early today just sweating over it. I'm like, man, I hope I was right Today's this two-week Pacing period. the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I hate yeah. being wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, that was very good. I'm impressed. That yeah. was well mm-hmm. done. It good, took some good teachers. question good asking, teachers. you know, it to did. figure it out. Always. That's a big misconception. Well, it is. It's yeah. so con- I mean, it's it really is. It is confusing because the manufactured home places that sell, they didn't make it any easier because they right. still call the manufacturers modulars, modulars? as well. Oh, yeah. they sure do. That's so. really misrepresentation yeah. when you're going to buy one of those. Yeah, and when when we send people to, you know, go shop for, shop for a manu- manufactured or a modular, if they're if they only want a modular, we just flat tell them, like, even if they can qualify for a manufactured, but they don't want one, mm-hmm. um, salesmen will still try to sell you whatever they can sell you. Mm. And you got to think of that because they are, I mean, they're, they're like car yeah. salesmen because they're, yeah. s- they're selling just a different commodity. So um, they're going to try to sell you on whatever it is that, that they can put you into. Mm-hmm. So I tell, I tell all my people anyways, if they don't want a manufactured and they don't want to go through all this stuff for the manufactured and they only want a modular, just tell the people straight up front, you're not qualified for a manufactured. Mm-hmm. Don't show me any. Mm. I can't buy a manufactured. I can only buy a modular. Right. Mm. And this so. Is, so if you're out looking and you're looking and you're not quite sure, that's where you need to call right. us. Yep. <laughs> Give us a call. Well, we'll I was going to say. And so we can sit down and because we're, we're, we know what to look for. Sure. And we know w- who to call to help you find out. Because a lot of times, like I said, r- the realtors don't know. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was they're also going to. They're, they're, they're just as confused. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, because these HUD plates yeah. aren't easy to understand, no. for one. Mm-hmm. And for two, they are either on the inside of a, of a cupboard, usually in the utility oh. room or in the kitchen. But if, you know, because people remove tags and stuff like that, if that's removed, it's actually stamped into, into the, the frame, frame of the home. But what real estate agent's really? going to be like, let me crawl around in your crawl space to right. see yeah. if I can figure this out. It's not going to happen. Well, well, my thought was, if you're out on the lot wanting to pick one out, and like, how do you know the salesperson knows the difference if a lot of time modular home companies they know the difference. confuse the two? Okay, well, go. and it's clearly on their paperwork yeah. on gotcha. what they're looking for as far as their specs and their, and yeah. their stuff yeah. on yeah. there. I, gotcha. so there so. I think it'd be scary going out to neighborhood, you know, and you look at and maybe the seller is pricing their house like the next one sold, you mm-hmm. know, and you don't know, but this a modular a modular yeah this seller's got a modular and you put a manufacturer down right manufactured yeah yeah Yeah. because modular and stick built are the same yeah what yeah (laughs) oh yeah true (laughs) so it's so manufactured next to a modular stick build yeah Mm -hmm. that's that probably happens when people buy things that they don't Mm -hmm. know the repercussions to Mm -hmm. or does the mortgage company typically catches it before the mortgage oh, yeah. company oh, will definitely, definitely catch it, especially they won't lend. well, especially we have to have um, either the appraiser confirms it, and if the appraiser doesn't confirm it, we have to order what's called an IBTS label, mm-hmm. which is a confirmation on because um, every single modular or manufactured has this HUD plate and a HUD number designated to it. Every single one built from the time that they put these specifications out in 1976. <laughs> you got that. <laughs> 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 And so if the label is not present and the appraiser cannot verify for sure, then we have to uh, um, order an IBTS label. And the IBTS label will tell us for sure who manufactured. Mm. It'll tell us where the house was built. Everything. That's that's just another reason to come to Keystone. The other thing is is if you're seeing something like Friendship. 
because that's mm-hmm. a that's a brand of a manufactured right. home. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. There's brands on them that that's a ding ding ding. That's a manufactured. Gotcha. Even if they're saying it's a modular, it's a manufactured. I live in I, a, I live in a friendship right now. <laughs> there you go. So you know if it's a friendship, <laughs> it's a manufactured. But, you know, there's yeah. just there's those yeah. brands, and they're going to show, mm-hmm. and they do show up on title as well. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So as soon as I see and that, and a big indicator too on whether it's manufactured or modular um, is if there's two separate tax codes. If there's yeah. two, two separate, separate tax, tax codes, codes, it's a manufactured, it's a manufactured it's a manufacturer. every day of the week because a modular is built directly to go onto that property right. and married and onto that property immediately. immediately. So it's already real estate. It's already attached. It's already one tax code. Right. Mm. Right. So, so if, it's a, if it's manufactured, you're going to have to detitle it. Detitle it. Right. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes that's already done. Yeah. And yeah. it's already one tax code and everything. And then we have to do the extra work to find out whether it's modular or manufactured. However, if there's two separate tax codes, it's always going to be always manufactured. Are, always. Okay. Because modulars also do not have a title. Yes. So oh, they don't. No. Nope. Wow. Nope. Because, nope. because they go directly from to there, their site married to onto them. the property. Married to the property. Mm-hmm. So the title transfer... During the sale is the property, not the, the so manufactured. So manufacturers have titles just like cars. So mm, if right. I sold you the manufactured, I have manufactured on my land right now because we're going to be building a house and then we're going to move that off, mm-hmm. which means it'll be moved <laughs> twice, which means I got a headache coming for me. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm not going to try to put but it on some what? land we and resell it. it. <laughs> but we can finance that too. <laughs> so, um, but... It, it has a actual title to mm-hmm. it, gotcha. where if it's a modular, a title's never issued. Never issued. Nope. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It is interesting stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about an education download today. <laughs> yeah. Big so time. There's, a, there's a, some other types of properties. Um, oh, yeah. Because c- we've really went into the manufactured right. modular, but that's really <laughs> important because that's the thing that people it's get the confused most. It you is can't, huge. You can't get confused with an earth berm. An no. earth berm is an earth berm. And are they financeable, Belinda? No. Unless there's, unless there's more earth it's berms around It's a house built, built into, into the, the side of a, the ground. a, a yeah, oh. into the side of a hill. Okay. I didn't so know that's what they were called. Other okay. other properties that aren't easy to finance or or non-financeable Think are about anything unique. Yeah, A frames. A frames. Anything that's unique, like if there's no comparables, that's what the lender's looking for. They're looking at. They're saying, "Oh my yeah, gosh, you have this a whole village of A frames." Yeah, you're fine. And you've got comparables well, now. You have to have comparables, comparables yeah. within the last six, six months. months. Mm-hmm. So, so if you if you have those comparables, great. But what they're looking at is, okay, we have this A frame sitting here, and all of these other single family homes. Right. And there's no comparables to yeah. it. They and you also have to think of it's the resale pe- and all that other stuff like we talked about manufacturing. Yeah. So yeah. what do you do in that situation where there's an A-frame surrounded by different stuff? Portfolio, homes? 30% yeah. down yeah. lending. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, that's a tough, so that's a tough So if they pick a house that's I mean A-frame in a non-A-frame neighborhood, they're putting 30% down. It's Typically. Yep. Gotcha. Because that's great to know, And then they have to think about reselling because there's a limited people that would actually live in an A-frame. Yep. So the reason side of side of homes the worm or whatever uh, do any on the rims on the base of the rim rocks here in Billings like are they considered those? Oh, earth bermed? No, yeah. no, no. They actually have to be built. There's some in Roundup, but they actually have to be mm-hmm. built into the house. So you can see it almost them. looks like the, the, the roof hill comes, comes into down the hill. Yeah. Yeah. The hill. Like mm-hmm. some out of a cartoon or something. I watch those on HGTV all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. If, but if you don't have, if there's only one of those, the lender's looking at that's a unique property. That's right. going to, if they default, that's going to be very difficult to sell down the road. Absolutely. Is um, there any earth berms in Billings? Yes, there is. 
There's one we know of. Yeah. And it's wow. non-financeable. <laughs> Holy cow. Traditional Have financing. You, is it came across your table? It yes, did. Oh. No, it didn't. <laughs> did it really? Yes, That's it did. Nuts. Yeah. Anything That's and nuts. everything that it, we were talking about yeah. has come to us. Right. Wow. <laughs> Who built that thing, man? That's you crazy. know, people they build them because doing. of um, because they are very uh, energy efficient. efficient. Very energy efficient. Yeah, cooling Absolutely. and heating is much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand it, but when you're looking at the pool of people that can buy it again, you're just... You're probably not building it in mind of, of building it. equity and selling so it. So... I mean. And that's what I always tell right. people. I, I mean, my husband and I, we've always bought all of our houses, thought in our head that we're always going to sell right, our house. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we, we don't do terribly crazy things in it and everything right. like that. And other homes that f- kind of fall into that category are going to be tiny homes. Yeah. Okay. There's not a big market for tiny homes, and um, they somebody you actually tried some to start a tiny home yeah, subdivision. I know. Um, a local bank put a lot of money into it, and it yeah. failed. Oh, wow. Is that what happened so, to it? I was mm-hmm. wondering. You just never hear about it. Where yeah, you that? couldn't. Nobody. It was out on nobody could buy them, wasn't it? Yeah, it was out in Lockwood. Lockwood. Okay. Yeah. Were those all yeah. uh, manufactured then? No. The tiny homes. No, no. They were just trying to build tiny homes, just and somebody would have had to come gotcha. in and buy the first three homes with cash. Which is not easy to do, mm-hmm. and if you have that much money in cash, you're even probably those not are like 150,000, like tiny homes. You know, they're no, like 150. I didn't even 000. get into price. I have no range. idea. They are. I have no idea. It's like you might as so well why buy. W- yeah, why would you buy a tiny? Why home would you for buy that? a tiny home? Especially for that. if you had that much in cash, you wouldn't right. buy. No, um, you're just super man. wanting to live minimalist. The other ones that come across our desk a lot that we get asked about are the the post the shops with houses and a post. Post frames. Seen Post a lot frames, of those yes. in buildings. Mm-hmm. The pool yep. built. The pool built. The pool built. Yep. Um, you and know. they're really beautiful. Yeah, oh they're really bu- beautiful on the inside and everything, but there's such a uh, there's such a niche market, and there's not comparables for them. So you have to pay cash for that. So you'd have to pay cash for them. And um, a builder actually tried to start a subdivision on the West End, but I don't know if he ever got it going. I heard I know. About I that. think he sold one. Yeah. But well, I don't because the financing. Right, and I think he sold it cash, mm-hmm. and he hasn't those been able to. Are, do are those the ones you're talking about, like the? Male like clubhouses, mm, like metal. Well, but you know, some of them look like if you don't care about what the outside of your house looks like. A lot of people like curb appeal and all like that stuff, but they basically barn. look like a big shop or a, a big barn. barn. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. in the inside, it's completely finished, like a beautiful house. Mm-hmm. Right. They did it in two levels. They're, and they're mm-hmm. selling them a lot as like male hangouts. Yeah, I'm sure. Put your car in well, here. There's a lot of guys that just want to build a stuff. shop, and they yeah. want a bedroom and a bathroom in their shop. And other than that, they don't really care about anything else. Ex- especially middle to later age men that are single. Yeah. yeah. Big yeah. time. Bats mm-hmm. are bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wow. they work. I didn't know you lives. couldn't finance those, mm-hmm. though. So that's, that's interesting. Really yeah, interesting. that's going to require a 30% down in-house portfolio loan, too. Uh, yeah. so oh, so you can get a loan on them. You can get a loan on them, but you got to have a huge have down payment and expect a high interest rate, probably a five-year balloon to come along with those. That they're, mm-hmm. they're just, if you want them, you got to pay for them. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yurts. Wow. Yurts are not financeable. <laughs> yurts are not financeable Dang at it. all, but I've actually had somebody ask me if I could finance a yurt. I what are yurts? Well, wow. that, I know. It's like a giant tent. tent. Yeah. Mm. Like a teepee would be a yurt? C- yeah, <laughs> but a teepee has a hole in it. Right. I, I actually oh. am from yurts the rest. Yurts are like those circular. I have slept in many teepees. Really? They're like I have. They're like yeah. a in Montana, they're yeah, they circular like, They look like an igloo. Yeah, oh, they okay. do. They look like a big yep. igloo. Yep. What mm-hmm. a, and also, those Weird. pipe ones aren't financeable. No. <laughs> um, she's talking about the culvert homes. 
<laughs> where they stack Col- the culverts, oh, yeah. the giant culverts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They stack them up in big cities. In big cities, and so then and they just it's like a giant tube you live in. Weird. I wonder mm-hmm. if they're financeable in big cities, though. They might be. <sighs> maybe they have some comparables. I can't imagine. <laughs> Honestly, if you're going to make me live in a culvert, you better not be charging <laughs> me very much. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> I should be able to buy that in cash. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's not much Makes to them. Maybe yeah, I'll put some much. culverts in the back for my kids. <laughs> <gasps> there you go. They there may not go. visit the it'd home a, as much. It'd be a guest home. Yeah, right? <laughs> a mother-in-law apartment. It's very interesting stuff, though. Yeah. I mean... You just never know. I didn't even know those all existed. <laughs> could, you, yeah. could you imagine if you were like, yeah, my house has a mother-in-law apartment, and the realtor's looking around like, okay, and it? you're like, the culvert. It's the culvert there. in the back. <laughs> just use your two eyes. and. S- I mean, it's that giant culvert that? out there. Yeah, I don't like my mother-in-law very much. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> it's, o- it's by the er- yurt. Right? It's over by the yurt. It's over by the yurt. <laughs> that's, that's, the, right. that's the children-in-laws. <laughs> Is there children-in-laws? No. Children-in-laws. That's grandkids, that's I think. The children's <laughs> yeah. house, the you adult children's. That. You got a wall. I for do that. have a. I do have a wall for that. But <laughs> so do I, I guess. That's a good thing, probably. Your children are all adults. They just don't like to leave the nest. They love me. They do love you. <laughs> Maybe I've you should have put said, that culvert in. Though. I've always said, like, if I if I could have chose my mother, it'd have been Belinda. Oh, <laughs> like she's an awesome mom. She is. <laughs> put a nice culvert well, in. It'll stay forever. It'll stay forever. Nice culvert. Bad. I'm staying forever at that point. <laughs> There's your culvert. <laughs> Make it cozy. Oh, put yeah. up some posters. The neighbors would be right. looking at you. She lives in a really nice neighborhood. But yeah. you, the neighbors would be looking at her like, what in the heck are I'm the Osbournes I'm pr- doing? <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure they would have came and give me a letter and say, you know what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure these violate some kind of covenant <laughs> restrictions. Sure yeah, that's true. Oh, man. Well, there's all kinds of land that, uh, you know, yeah. obviously people look at to yeah. finance and move on to and move to and all of Ca- that. So oh, it's important by to By the way, that. cabins mm-hmm. that don't have uh, utilities, not financeable. Interesting. So really? it's got to be livable. It's got to be livable. If you want a traditional mortgage on it, it's got to be livable. Mm. It's got to have some form of electricity. It's got to have some plumbing. form of plumbing for water to come in and the sewage yeah. to go out. What if there's no comparables in the area of the cabin, though? It's like out in the middle of nowhere. Nope. You're going to have to get it in-house financing. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, one of my clients called me um, just a couple weeks, no, two months ago or so. And he was like, I found this house that I really kind of like, and it's it, it's in this neighborhood, but it's like 50000 lower than all the rest of the houses. And I'm like, what's wrong with it? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that was my first. And he's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Maybe, maybe something with the plumbing and something with the septic. And I was like, okay, well, send me over the information. Well, the all the – so the gray water – all just ran out into the yard, which gray water is like your soap water and your mm-hmm. bath water and stuff like mm-hmm. that. All the black water went into an incinerary mm-hmm. and it burned it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> no, not financial. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. man. That's crazy. Nope. So mm. I was like, contract for deed, maybe? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> like, holy cow. Hopefully so, he didn't want it. And I told him, well, and I told him, I said, you know, I, I said, if a septic can be put in, then we can do a renovation right, loan or something renovation. like that and right. go ahead and put that in. But he was like, no, because of the way that they built the house, there's no room for a septic. That's why, because he did some more digging and asking the realtor. And he's like, that's why it's 
it's an incendiary device. And I was like, I no, it's not financeable. <laughs> no. <laughs> but coming to that point, we have um, financed manufactured homes that were on the land, met all the criteria, but they were not on a foundation. foundation. Yep. So we actually just do a renovation loan and put that foundation underneath it. Mm. So they problem yep. solved. And, yeah, and it's not moved. It's still considered just right. Moved. As long sure. as they, you know, meet all the other criteria, yep. it hasn't moved. It hasn't mm -hmm. anything else. It's newer sure. than the no, dates. I, I was just saying, it, even when it be oh, moved, yeah. it's not. It's not considered. They too usually moved. just lift them, lift it up, mm -hmm. and then put the foundation. I mean, mm -hmm. you obviously, it's usually a magnum. Yeah, it's usually okay. a magnum foundation that they put underneath them. Um, you obviously can't put like a basement <laughs> underneath right. it or anything like that. Right, but right. it's usually just a, a magnum foundation yeah. that they put underneath them, and it works real slick. Yeah, that's awesome. So we we gotta cover ranches in the middle of nowhere. Ranches in the middle of nowhere. Okay, so if it's forty acres, mm -hmm. then that is your max for a residential mortgage in the mm -hmm. state of Montana. Okay. Because we are a deed of trust state, and a deed of trust max is forty acres. Now, with that being said, we do have in our pocket a bank who will actually record a mortgage for us and go up to between 50 and 55 acres. Mm. But that is going to be the max acreage that you can have mm. Otherwise it's on commercial. a residential mortgage. Yep. Otherwise, it's, it's commercial, commercial or farm. Or ag. Oh. Ag. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which we have ag and farm lenders too, but... Well, um, of course. We don't. <laughs> you have to here. Right? You have yeah. everyone. Yeah, you have every right. lender. So, so if it's over, so if it's somebody that, you know, is 42 acres, they're going to go everywhere and everybody's going to say, no, you can't buy it because it's, uh, you know, it's over the 40 acres where we can go to 50, 55 um, and actually just record a mortgage on it versus a deed of trust. Mm. So what are, there's no comparables for some of these though, like even at forty. They compare acres. them to other ranches. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the state, you can pull comparables. Right. Well, so if you're in a neighborhood, there's different rules depending on where the property is at. So if you're in a neighborhood, they can only go so many blocks away to mm -hmm. find the comparables, mm -hmm. gotcha. because you can't compare a house in Ironwood to gotcha. a house on the south side. Right. It, gotcha. it, it, yeah. It's just not. Makes sense. Th what about that's not. Ironwood and what's the one next to it? Uh, the uh, the one across from it yeah as, it's a, like as rimrock um, turns yeah i know what you're talking about gray uh, blackbird, or blackbird anyways Black like two nice neighborhoods mm -hmm. but across a major street way on the west side of town they, at that point in time the they're going to take they're going to see if the subdivisions are comparable if the subdivisions are comparable meaning they're set up the same they have the same amenities they have the same draw they have the same resale mm -hmm. then they can take comparables from both but if they if this one's one, gated and yeah, the if one's not. gated and the other one's not, mm -hmm. and this one is or 350. Copper Ridge. Copper, Copper Ridge. Ridge. Copper Ridge yeah. and That's Iron it. Horse. Yeah. Um, Iron Wood. Wood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Iron Horse was a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> we know where Tucker has been. Yeah, <laughs> <oops>. <laughs> um, but um, so they're going to look at those. The They're going to look to see if they're comparable. If they're comparable neighborhoods, then they can use comparables from them. Gotcha. But you can't take a house in Ironwood and compare it to, even if it's exact same built house, same builder, same year, everything. If it's a house that's sitting on the Yellowstone River, cannot compare it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even matter whether they're within mm -hmm. a, a mile from each other or not. You're talking about riverfront Flood property. Yeah. Well, no, you're talking about riverfront property, which is way more desirable mm -hmm. than Ironwood. Mm -hmm. So they're not comparable. You have to take all of that kind of stuff into consideration. Mm -hmm. it, does the river run out there on the west? 
No. I don't know. No. I was just throwing that out for an example. example. Gotcha. Right. You're like, does the Yellowstone River run somewhere I'm not <laughs> familiar with? Trying to jog my when memory. Did go, <laughs> when did it go north to so the rim? So, <laughs> so Josephine's, obviously, you can't compare one on the edge on the Yellowstone River compared to uh, one, one. that's on the interior. Yeah, nope. No comparison. Because it doesn't have that river front. So ranches, then, how far out can you do comparables, like, across the state? You could do probably 100 miles away. Okay, gotcha. cool. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a regional thing versus a, a neighborhood, neighborhood thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Makes so. perfect sense. And wow. ranches are more of a, um, they're more of an, a, an objective. Um, what does that ranch bring? Is it a horse ranch? Is it a cattle ranch? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, is it a high equestrian or is it a uh, hoity-toity movie star area? You know, because movie stars buy ranches all the time, but that doesn't mean they're working ranches or anything no, else. Right, right. So you're you got to look at you know the area, what that ranch is used for. If it's just for Mel Gibson to come out and ride horses whenever yeah. he wants, and other than that, it's nothing else. That doesn't compare to a cattle ranch down the road. That's actual. But if it was Mel Gibson's, the value would probably be crazy when he resold it, right? How do you account for Possibly. that? Possibly. Who knows? It just depends. depends on if somebody likes Mel or not <laughs> that wants to buy it. Mel is mixed. He has mixed, he has mixed reviews. Mixed. Good point. <laughs> Especially Good point. after, isn't he the one that like beat up his girlfriend, pregnant girlfriend or something no, like daughter, that? his daughter. Or his daughter yeah. or something like that. No, it's that was some drunk rants. Alex Baldwin who went off on his daughter. Oh, yeah, Alex right. Baldwin. That's Alex exactly Baldwin. Right. Mel yeah. did something yeah. terrible though. He just, sure. say, he just did I, the drunk driving stuff. No, I thought I think, it was, right? he was very racist. He said some Mel? very terrible He's done a lot over the years. He was in Passion of the Christ and for some reason since then it went downhill. I don't know why. Yeah, that was like the last that he might have beat up a girlfriend. Huh. But I don't know. For that. uh, don't quote me on that. That we one are, we can Google. We are yeah, not on TNZ <laughs> right now. This is the Montana Morgan <laughs> <TNZ>. show. <laughs> I love it. Clickbait. So. <laughs> <laughs> that will be the title of this podcast. Right. Mel beat up a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Watch you get a million listens. That's the key. That's figuring this out ever. now. Right. That's right. I love it. Well, um, I think we've given our listeners a lot mm-hmm. um, today, and uh, really it just it goes to show that if you are looking at purchasing something that's a little bit out of the ordinary, you need to come to you, because there are many different rules that you may just not be aware of. So right. It's almost best, I think, to come to you guys before you go before looking you with go the look realtor, because then they we, get their we, heart set. We try, yeah. we try to say that every single time. and You know, it, you it can hire 100 realtors and mm. not be able to buy a house if you don't have the money. Right. Come get the money first. Yep. Then you know sense. what you can go buy. That's a major misconception, mm-hmm. you know, because people know realtors off the top off of their head. Should I call mm-hmm. them, hey, let's go looking, because they right. just well, because are happy they get super excited. Yeah, yeah. But don't, because then you're invest in your wife or, or well, whoever you don't want to set yourself up for failure because if you're looking at three hundred thousand dollar houses because they're real pretty, but you only can swallow a payment for a two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollar house, you're setting yourself up for failure. So that's you mm-hmm. know that's one of the reasons why we're doing the show and all that kind of stuff too. Is so so you're just better prepared, better educated, mm-hmm. and you don't set yourself right. up for failure mm-hmm. because it is a proven fact that home buying is the number one most stressful thing that any American goes through. Um, in their life. So, I, I mean, uh, barring unforeseen circumstances, somebody dying, I'm sure that's, you know, <laughs> probably rates up there with people and stuff like that, too. It's a 30-year commitment. As f- yeah, but as far as finances and everyday life and things like that, home buying is the most stressful mm-hmm. process that anybody ever goes through. Imagine so. if they sure. find that $200,000 house, too, and they're like, this is a mansion for 200. It's just right. the same size as the three. 
but it's manufactured. Right, and they can't buy it. Yeah. Which, that's why so. it's perv, because you guys yeah. would explain mm-hmm. those things to them before they go look. Right. Yeah. Super it's critical. crucial. So, thank you so much, Belinda, yeah, for Belinda's coming great yeah. on. You thank in. you, guys. Really that appreciate awesome. that. As always, remember, the Montana Mortgage Show is available for free on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can find them all there. And uh, if you've listened to this entire episode, you're probably already a fan of the show. And uh, also, if you have friends or family that uh, need to know a little bit more about these things, um, always be uh, you're always able to give them you know the links to the show. And uh, you can always find all of these on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you've got to go back and, and listen to the episodes on, on financing that we went through and all the major steps to buying a home, these are just here as a resource for you to be able to learn on your own time. So... Ladies, as always, it was a blast, and uh, looking forward to next week. Uh, We will see everybody back here on the Montana Mortgage Show. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to the Montana Mortgage Show, a product of Keystone Mortgage Company, NMLS number 966553. You can download every episode for free on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. For all of your property financing questions, visit keystonehomeloans.com.